Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And visit any GoTV accredited dealer or SMS GoTV to 1731. GoTV. Love it. Hey, I'm a Real deal. Package and casa. Tall, dark, pink lips. Muscular with six packs. Handsome with designer clothes and shoes. Papebi. Girl, he wasn't playing at all. Hey, I was eyeing him the whole time. So near I strategically positioned myself in front of him. <laughs> and then he opened his mouth and said hello. Oh, we're ready. And Capebi. Oh, slow. Ah. Don't let this happen to you. Use the new blue close up cool breeze toothpaste. It comes with a new minty flavor for long lasting fresh breath. Stay fresh with Cool Breeze, because blue is the new cool. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hey! Um, sir? Wow. Why is everyone speechless? Because DSTV is offering you the same mind-blowing entertainment at a fraction of the price. Huh? For a limited time only, get an HD decoder, dish and installation, plus one month of DSTV access, cut down from 229 Ghana CDs to just 199 Ghana CDs. That's ridiculous. Before it's too late, get the best for even less with DSTV. SMS 1731. This is your moment. Joy 99.7 FM. With a privatization in mind for President Kufour, President Mills, President Mahama, and the Nabidan Kofado. All of them have used a one type of privatization. Uh, external entities probably owning from the top uh, ECG and managing ECG. Uh, there are different aspects of privatization we also probably have to look at. Uh, Outsourcing the last bell of ECG might be a workable one. Um, uh, and also making sure that when it gets into the hands of Ghanaians, we manage and manage it well. Uh, we, we have privatized, like you just said, to PDS. And I just heard honorable members talking about the amount of money PDS was able to collect. We even still having our money. But when you go there now, one of the problems is lack of resources for them to work, especially money. Uh, so maybe we have to tackle the privatization differently and invite private sector players on the last bell and see how it goes. Thank you. Thank you. Turn the last one. It's on uh, electricity tariff. In most developed countries, industries pay less for electricity and rest. Residential, residential facilities do pay more. In Ghana, the reverse is the case. This has made the energy cost to industries very high and their products and services less competitive. With the implementation of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, Ghanaian companies have to compete with companies that have cheaper energy costs. When approved, as Minister, what will you do to help Ghanaian industries to be competitive in that sector? Thank you. That's my last question, Chairman. Thank you. Uh, energy is the lifeblood of every industrialized country or a country that needs to industrialize or wants to or intends to industrialize. If we don't solve our energy crisis uh, in the form of huge debts, uh, we would not progress, especially as you mentioned, we have now members of the continental free trade area. The factors of production are the same everywhere. And if you have your neighboring countries even beating you to it as to the cost of energy, and then you are in dire straits. So we have to look. When we look at our tariffs, we probably have the highest tariff in the West Africa region. But all the companies are complaining that they don't get enough and that the tariff is not cost-reflective. Meanwhile, the end here, we seem to charge higher than anybody. So we really have to unbundle the tariff situation, make it more transparent, and see the factors that are contributing to lack of resources for the sector to help us. Thank you. Eric, 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 
Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Honorable nominee, on March 2019, the government of the Republic of Ghana, under the leadership of Nana Adodankwa Ekufado, caused ECG to hand over the management and operations of its power distribution to PDS. Five months later, precisely on the 30th of July 2019, the government suspended the contract with PDS on the basis of their inability to provide proper payment security as provided in the concession agreement. What, in your view, prevented the government of Ghana, under the leadership of Nana Adodankwa Ekufuado, from exhaustively examining all the relevant documents before handing over such valuable assets to PDS? And what was the economic cost to Ghana? Thank you. I might not be able to tell you the economic cost in the sense that I don't know of any losses that in the interim in that eight months. Uh, but like everything else, if the marriage doesn't work, partners may leave. And if false pretenses might have gained you a favor, uh, if it is found, you are punished for it. I'm sure if Ghana was supposed to give certain conditions or fulfill certain conditions, and Ghana couldn't have or was not able to do it, PDS will be the first to have run to court. We shouldn't take it lightly that the accusation of uh, representing your payment guarantee with a false note, if it is correct, is a grievous sign as a, telling somebody that you own a, a building that is not yours to go and secure a loan. So we have to, I have to settle down there when you pass me to really interrogate the matter that happened. Uh, I would like to give a hasty remark or conclusion or answer to yours because you deserve better. So please pass me and I'll get back to you. Honorable nominee, you are being moved. You were at the Ministry of Education. Now you are heading to the Ministry of Energy, a ministry that is wallowing in debt. You recall, in November 2020, the independent power producers entreated government to pay 80% of the 1 billion debts. Otherwise, their businesses will collapse. You recall that when the SYL NDC government, Parliament of, Republic, of the Republic of Ghana passed the Energy Sector Levy Act and imposed taxes intentioned to pay off the debt. Your government, on assumption of office, securitized receivables from the energy sector levy for 15 years to pay off the debt. But as you speak, we are aware that the debt is ballooning. And we are told that if we are not careful, by 2023, it will be difficult to even run the sector. In fact, as you speak, the sector in terms of debt is verging on collapse. How do you propose to resuscitate this very important sector to engender economic growth in the coming years? Thank you. Uh, basically, the problem is this. If all the money that we pay for our utility bill is given to the providers of the service, the distributors, the wheelers or transmitters, the energy producers, and their full cost. We don't collect enough to meet our requirements. 
And like I said to the honorable member, at the end of the selling point, we pay more than everybody in this country, in the West African sub-region. But from the beginning point, we seem to have higher costs than everybody as well. Uh, the pay or take contracts, the excess power that we pay for in a year, which we don't consume, is more than $500 million. Uh, so we need to, like I said, uh, sit down passionately with everybody, unbundle everything, expose ourselves to IPPs, the translators, and sit down and say, hey, uh, if we don't change, we don't reform, we don't agree on certain parameters, we would all collapse. We will all collapse. Uh, it's frankly so. Like you said, by 2023, if nothing else dramatically is done, the debt situation will hit 12.5 billion. Uh, and, and it's serious. So we have to sit down, cool heads, with everybody. Uh, you cannot, you cannot overfeed, oversuckle, or you can't produce more milk than energy you can take in. So we have to look at it. If you pass me, this is one of the issues that I think we all have to think about. The cost of acquiring a meter, meter from ECG, is very high in the rural communities. I recall when in November somebody contacted me to ensure that uh, he gets a meter contacted. I engaged the officers in charge and the cost was estimated around 600 Ghana cities. How can an ordinary Ghanaian in the rural community be able to afford uh, this? Knowing very well that impressive and effective economic life is anchored on electricity. If you don't have electricity, life is something else. What do you think can be done to make some of these basic, basic things affordable to the ordinary Ghanaian? Thank you. I think we have to think about things differently. We have been buying meters from, from, from those who sell meters. Some companies produce here, some also import the meters. ECG or Ministry of Energy buys these meters and they are not able to buy enough. What about we thinking, changing things differently? Zoning various big areas and giving it to, on concession basis to meter providers. Asking them to provide the meter for all the place and get their charges through the prepayment system. Definitely, definitely. We have to think about the solutions differently because the situation that has existed in the last 20 years is not working. And that solution is simply ECG or Ministry of Energy buying, and they never have enough to buy, money enough to buy, enough to, stop, uh, to, to fulfill their obligations. Uh, and it's not working. So we have to think about different ways of getting the meters. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Yes, Honorable Abdeji. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Honorable, congratulations. I think in your earlier statement, when the first speaker put a question on you on our energy efficiency. You underscore the fact that with our current industrialization drive, there is the need to have the right energy mix and it should be efficient. May I know your stand on the addition of nuclear energy to Ghana's energy mix? Um, nuclear my son. Yes, please. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, I don't think my stand matters very much here because the government of the Republic of Ghana since 2000 
when the Ajayi Committee was commissioned by President Kofor, every government that has come has promoted or pushed the agenda of nuclear power. We currently are at a stage that we've gone past the first stage where we have produced a comprehensive baseline report. Currently, I'm informed that where we are, we must select a vendor. The selection of the vendor may mean so many things. It will decide on the technology and it will decide on the training that we can give Ghanaians to come and manage the system. And there's a lack face with that, because the training takes some time. So if we don't select the vendor clearly and very early, it will delay the progress. But I think that we are at a time when we all decided that probably we should try nuclear power. It is the safest and cleanest form of energy. Thank you very much. Honorable Nomi, the discovery of oil in commercial quantities have actually attracted a number of Ghanaians, both home and abroad, to pursue courses in oil and glass. My observation is the supply side far exceeds the demand, either because they don't acquire the right skills in oil and gas, or the market size is too small to absorb them. Honorable Minister Designate, if you share in my observation, if given the not, how do you intend to address this inequality in the, in the sector to ensure that Ghanaians trained in oil and gas will have enhanced opportunities to secure jobs? Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't think we are at a stage where the supply side and demand sides are going in opposite direction. Uh, I do recall at Ministry of Education realizing that over a thousand Ghanaians were trained in oil and gas. I do know that the oil and gas capacity building project contract is still going on. What you may have to understand is that a lot of people train in oil and gas, but not in the right areas where they can get probably employment. And the capacity building program, accelerated capacity building program in the oil and gas industry, um, probably hasn't also done much for us. I know of a lot of technical institutions and universities that the oil and gas sector has supported. But the, to be true to be told, Nobody will go and put a welder on his rig, a billion dollar rig, who is not certified. And that certification is just like professionalization courses. The fact that your institution is not accredited, when you go there and get the best training, you wouldn't have the certificate to enable you to participate in the industry. And so I think discussions must be had that we might need a dedicated institution that will resource with the right equipment, but also get the necessary accreditation for that industry or for that uh, uh, institution. Other than that, the jobs that are there, that are always there, will be, for, will be played by foreigners. Uh, and Ghanaians will not enjoy, irrespective of the local content, if you don't have the certification, you cannot enjoy. So that is one area of getting accredited institutions to train and certify the right people for the industry. Thank you, Honorable Minister Designate. Um, what I want to follow up with is the question, that what exactly will you do to ensure that we get the right, uh, people pursue the right uh, discipline and then the certification that you require? Thank you. I'm coming from one ministry where the government agenda was a technical vocational education and training, and this necessary certification. So I'll work with the industry to get the right accreditation in-house. There are big, big uh, institutions that provide the certified training, like Siemens. If you do get a Siemens accredited facility here, then everybody who is going through that facility will get the right certification. As we speak, we don't have anything like that, and that is where the disjunctive is, and that is what we must perceive. Thank you. Okay, honorable. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker, or Chairman. Uh, my question flows directly from um, Article 35.7 of the Constitution. That provision makes it imperative for governments to continue and execute projects and programs commenced by um, previous governments. Now, I'd like to relate this to um, electricity coverage in our country. Specifically, the Upper East region is lagging behind in terms of um, connectivity to the national grid. And so in 2014, 2015, 2016, conscious efforts um, was made to connect communities in uh, our part of the country to the national grid. I can cite numerous examples. If you go to the Bulsan North constituency where I'm MP, several communities were beginning to um, see some progress in terms of um, works that were being done. And then in 2016, power changed and the new patriotic party government took over the reins of uh, uh, government. Since then, works have stalled from 2016 till date. Now, Dr. Prempe, if you get the nod, what do you intend to do to ensure that abandoned projects in the Upper East region um, cease the day of light? I am particularly concerned because the record of this government for the past four years in terms of um, um, electricity coverage has not been too impressive. We added only about 1.3% to our national average. If we just oppose that with uh, the achievements we chalked from 2008, we're at 56%, but by 2016, the figure shot up to about 83%. What that means is that we need some policy orientation when you get to the ministry to ensure that we, we achieve universal coverage in the country. So what do you intend to do? Thank you. Thank you, honorable colleague. Um, I would like to describe it as a government's abysmal or government's behavior. I come from a region where four years ago there was an electric, electrification project going on in certain areas, where four years it has stopped. Yes, in a certain region, just as Upper East region, rural electrification projects have stopped. It's not because government intends. It's because the more you electrify, you leave out the harder to reach areas where it is very difficult to reach because you go and there are only five huts or there's a very far distance also to go. So we need to mobilize more and we need to introduce in the meantime off-grid uh, 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 programs to support those programs so we can uh, electrify over these long uh, areas. When I spoke to NETCO, 64% of their uh, customers are on lifeline. Really meaning electricity is just one, one light up uh, for, for, I don't know, for sleeping or something. So NEDCO is dead in that it doesn't get even the resources from its operation and it covers seriously wide areas that live in the south. So we have to look at introducing upgrade solutions to some of these uh, rural communities and gradually take electricity. From 2000, as far as we call it, this house, all our electrification or most of our electrification projects have been done through loans or what we call the SHEP, self-help electrification projects. And the uh, government hasn't stopped in so far. But sometimes prices and things affect these programs and contractors are not able to deliver as they promised in these contracts. 
So we will have to look at it and uh, make sure. Chairman, sorry. So, Minister, currently we are 83%. We must have a national ambition to achieve 100%. When you become minister, will you work towards the attainment of universal access to electricity, particularly taking cognizance of Weaga, Sandema, Wale Wale area? Response exactly my response, yes. Yes, very well. I tell you, we're going to hear that, Minister. How many years? Thank you. From, we are 83%. We are in 2021. Give us a time period that Ghanaians should expect that as Minister, you would have achieved universal access to rural electrification up in the 83%. Time, time limits. I think universal access for electricity is part of our goals, uh, the sustainable development goals. But it may not necessarily be great electricity or great energy. I said it includes a lot of solar uh, systems. The, two, the first two megawatt solar systems was in Upper East, uh, around Navrongo. So the different mix, that's what we are heading towards, by right? Energy for all by 2030. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, Honorable nominee, one of the general criticisms of your party by watchers and uh, partakers in the industry has been that in the last four years, uh, you have not been able to embark on any major project that is aimed at adding some megawatts of power to the existing capacity that we have in the country. Now, uh, the only major effort that has begun uh, is when government signed $200 million agreement to construct a 100 megawatt tidal power plant at Adan for 24 months with sea base. However, as at today, no activity has been undertaken to realize this uh, promise that uh, your government undertook to begin. Can you assure the people of Ghana uh, and indeed this committee that when confirmed, you will take some definite steps to add to our generation capacity? Thank you, Mr. Chair. In the last four years, our problem has not been generation capacity. In fact, we have plants that are ready to produce here that we don't even consume. We have about 5.2 gigawatts of installed power that are peak time using less than 3 gigawatts. Uh, the problem to encourage more people to come into the system to generate is also to ensure that you generate at the rate we can pay for. And, 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 and it's all part of what we have to do at the energy sector. Because if nobody would come to put a plant there, when others' plants are not working because of high cost, uh, and also they claim they are not getting the cost-reflective tariffs. So we have to, like I said, the word I want to use is to unbundle the whole power sector and start from the first basis and reconstruct, including probably renegotiating of our pay or take or pay and take uh, tariffs and everything else. Uh, are there some timelines? Uh, that's why I'm saying that in the next three years we are not short of generation. That is even in situ. But by 2025 we should be generated and add more of the nature too. We have abundance of fuel in the west part of the country that belongs to Ghana. But still uh, we are mag in the bad contracts that we have to renegotiate. And I'm sure as soon as, and it's already started, I'm not the one going to start it. It's already started already. Uh, and once we get on top of that, I think Ghana can be a net exporter of aviation energy in the ECOA submarine. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. 
we look at things the things we look at change winning strategies nuggets of wisdom unforgettable stories all in one inspirational hour springboard your virtual university with albert and comfort okran and guests planning is bringing the future into the present a job is for the salaries mundane is survival oriented and there's no passion but a career has fulfillment innovation drive a growth path is clear and you can build step by step all the way to the top Matriculate at 7 p.m. and graduate at 8 p.m. every Sunday on Joy 99.7 FM and live on Facebook. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and Joy 99.7 FM and proudly sponsored by MTN, Enterprise Group, UMB Bank and Axis Pension Trust with support from the graphic business. Here's where we 
week on Joy Learning. JH's lessons are from Monday to Friday at 2 p.m. with a repeat at 6.30 a.m. and 12 p.m. Monday, English, Comprehension. Tuesday, French, Continuation of Passé Composé of Reflexive Verbs. Wednesday, ICT, Printing a Word Document. Thursday, Math, Commission. Friday, Integrated Science, Nature and States of Matter. For updates on weekly schedules, log in to myjoyonline.com or adomonline.com. For more videos on our lessons, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Joy Learning TV. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Joy Learning TV and on Instagram at Joy underscore Learning TV. Joy Learning at One, celebrating a year of impactful television teaching and learning. Joy Learning. Keep learning. Yes, the maiden edition was educative, inspiring, and fun. And our bubbly children dazzled our audience with their display of rare intelligence and academic prowess. But this year even promises to be more fun, more educative, and very competitive as we draw schools together. Your ever-educative kiddie quiz is open for private and public basic school pupils from class 4 to 6. Let the battle for supremacy in Ashanti region basic schools begin on 2021 kiddie quiz. It will be live on Love FM and Ghana's educational channel. Joy Learning, supported by Alpha and Omega Publications. Get ready to support your alma mater in Ashanti region. To register, pick a form at Love FM Studios in Kumasi or call 0542-545-947 to fill an online form. Remember, all COVID-19 protocols will be highly observed throughout this event. Kitty Quiz is brought to you by Love 99.5 FM, Alpha and Omega Publications and Joy Learning. Joy Learning. Keep learning. change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Winning strategies, nuggets of wisdom, unforgettable stories, all in one inspirational hour. Springboard your virtual university with Albert and Comfort Okran and guests. Planning is bringing the future into the present. A job is for the salaries, mundane, is survival oriented and there's no passion, but a career has fulfillment, innovation, drive, a growth path is clear and you can build step by step all the way to the top. Matriculate at 7 p.m. and graduate at 8 p.m. every Sunday on Joy 99.7 FM and live on Facebook. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and Joy 99.7 FM and proudly sponsored by MTN, Enterprise Group, UMB Bank and Axis Pension Trust with support from the graphic business. With the best, 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 best music, best music, I love, I love, I love best
station with the Before, but like, child, you first slow down now. Where you program that? How you move around and around like a pole dancer? The most sought after. She uh-huh. can't cut my eye. Okay. But I refuse to talk. She mm-hmm. mommy, what I find. Okay. See, Kelly, no be issue. Okay. I get pretty queens down in Mogadishu. Uh-huh. So talk, you better make her feel you. Or make her get to step in if I need to. I get busy. Wait now. I'm just playing a small play. You want to turn to rough? Bad guy. Kwame Eugene. This way, do. When you hear that, stop. Oh, yeah.
the walkie bamboo. Teach you. me to you say you be talk and do. Okay. Tell me what you feel. Do, do, do. Uh, I don't mean to bother you at all. Walkie the walkie bamboo. Teach you. me to you say you be talk and do. Tell me what you do, yeah. Go back, 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 go back,